When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are here tonight with Bill Hader, the co-creator and the writer and director of tonight's Barry season three finale starting now. Enjoy. Oh my God. Were you always going towards this finale for the end of season three where he, he finally gets arrested and his past catches up with him? Yeah, that was kind of the first day of writing. We we decided, you know, it, it was the very first day came in with a bunch of ideas on the board and and you know, one was uh Gene knows about Barry at, in the first episode and then Sally has her own show uh that she's going to lose. Uh Cristobal and Hank are going to become a couple. Fuchs is going to start a, a vengeance army uh, with the relatives of Barry's victims. And that at the end, Kusno will catch Barry. That was all day one. Now, is this for season four, is this a complete reboot? Meaning you're going to have a new victim? I mean, obviously he needs to get out of this pickle that he's in. And we don't know that could that could last a few episodes. It might last the whole season. But is this a complete reboot in that he'll have a new victim? He's on to a new, he's on to a new, uh, someone else that's going to haunt him. You know, it's been Janice the last three seasons. Oh, uh, I can't, it, yeah, it's hard for me to talk about season four with giving anything away. <laughs> so, uh, um, and we're still writing it, you know, but it, it, you know, so, I mean, it's hard to answer that because we're still figuring it out. When when do you plan on shooting? Well, we start shooting in two months. <laughs> so I'm, uh, you know, sitting, you know, here writing it right now. So it's very strange to be writing season four while people are watching season three and getting the reactions of it. Um, but you have to kind of do it's hard not to let that affect you in ways, but at the same time, you have to just kind of do what's right for the story, you know? Uh, by the time we got to this finale, we all kind of said, wow, this is really, you know, this isn't funny, you know, this is pretty uh, dark, but it felt honest and it felt where, you know, if you're following the characters and you're following the, the um, you know, just what you've set up, it's where it seemed to need to go. Is there, and I know I've asked you this before, but you know we're, we, we've come out of out of a pandemic. Um, do you have an end game in mind for for the entire series, or do you take it season by season? I, I honestly take it scene by scene. 
you know, we just kind of go scene by scene and say, well, what would happen next? What would this person's move be? You know, you, you don't try to, if you try to jump too far into the future, um, you know, I've, I've had, I've done, I've made this mistake many times where you try to jump ahead to something and, and, and then you try to write to that point and it just doesn't work, you know? Um, there was a version of this season where we were writing it, but we thought, well, maybe Barry doesn't get caught. I don't know. Really? Where, where it's kind of like, does he get caught? Does he not get caught? It feels like he should get caught. So, but you have that tent pole. It's kind of, you're writing towards that. Um, and then it, from what the people would actually do, it just starts to, you know, it's like climbing a mountain. It just tends to go to that peak, you know? There is this, um, a really, uh, a fierce uh, point in the finale here. We, and it, it deals with the notion of abuse. There's Barry's abuse of Sally, which we see earlier in the season. And then she in turn turns abusive. Yeah. towards her colleagues and it's a vicious cycle. And he says very, very uh, blatantly, uh, in the in the season three finale here, I did this. Yeah, I yeah. did this, and that means more than just. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Can you talk about that? Yeah, it's about trying to take the the blame for it. It's what he's been trying to do all season is try to get some sense of forgiveness, and you know he's trying to stop Sally at the beginning of that scene from going after Natalie, Darcy Carden's character and, and terrorizing her. And then what ends up happening is Barry's past deeds enter the room in the, the shape of this Taylor guy. And he uh, knocks Barry out and attacks Sally. And it's her abuse that she's gone through her whole life with her ex-husband and it's the, what her show's about and everything. And the guy's trying to strangle her, which is very much what she had done to her uh, in the past. So it's this cycle that then in order to get out of that, she has to turn violent. And, um, and so Barry witnesses this awful moment um, and and he's watching what's essentially just her trauma coming out. And all he can think to do is say, um, I did this, let me own it, you know? But, but, and you just can't do that, and, <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and so it was an interesting point of both of their character journeys kind of intersecting at one point, you know? And it's really the first time in the show where you finally see the acting world is now officially infiltrated by Barry's crime world, you know. Can, tell us about how Sally forgives him because after he, after he's very forceful with her earlier in the season, I mean, I didn't expect them to come back together. Why, what is, what was her way back to him? Well, I don't think she does forgive him. I think she's so blinded by anger at Natalie that it's kind of like, who do I go to to 
to um, who do I know in my life who can, you know, <laughs> who can do this? I'm these violent, angry feelings I'm having towards somebody, you know, uh, Barry offered it to do it to Diane, her, her boss. So it's, it's, it's logical for her to go, well, this is what I want done. Um, but I don't think she's forgiven him. I don't think when she shows up saying, I need you to do that to Natalie, they're getting back together in any sort of way or anything like that. I think she is at her lowest point and Barry is trying to talk her out of it, you know? And I think there's still a version of him that thinks, oh, you know, she leans on me, <laughs> you know? I'm the rock for her. So that's why at the end of the episode, he tells her, I love you. And she says, I love you too, but you see, no, she's getting the, she's getting the fuck out of there. You know, she, she, she hates him. You know, she does not like him. You know, he, he, he's abusive and she's like, I'm done. I'm out of this. So I don't think there's any point where she um, wants to reunite with him in any sort of way. I think she just wants to use him his inherent violent tendencies and his knowledge of this to uh, not uh, kill Natalie, but to to scare her. Tell me about, I mean, this season three, we were expecting to happen a while ago. Of course, the pandemic delayed it. What were some of the challenges walking into this season? I mean, did the time, did the time off give you time to think about and change your ideas? about season three or um yeah definitely because we started you know we were supposed to start shooting and then we got postponed you know postponed for a year and a half and during that year and a half we started writing a season four and then while we were writing season four we went back into season three and started kind of reshaping things so the last two episodes i just checked were, were written in august of 2020 and um those drafts that we ended up shooting. So I think a lot had changed, especially in the last two episodes, as far as where the characters are ending up. Um, and and uh, specifically, uh, you know, in an emotional way where Kusuno, Barry, Noho Hank and, and Sally end up, you know. So, um, so, basically, so basically what we saw, what we just saw, was you, you had locked that script back in August 2020? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that's 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 amazing. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, the other thing I noticed about this season, it's very cinematic. Yeah. Uh, uh, like very early on, I noticed the whole wide shot, you know, with with the tree in the desert and everything. Very yeah. Sergio Leone. Yeah, the, yeah. Whole, the whole New World scene and Terrence Malick thing on the beach. Not New oh, World. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, not oh, New I didn't World. even think about that. You're talking, uh, the Tree of Life. Yeah, yeah Tree of Life. The whole so Tree of Life that. scene. Uh, yeah. 
didn't think about that. That's true. It is like true life. Was that, did, were you looking for that? Or, you know, was that something like, hey guys, let's, let's you know, play this out? You know, it's probably all in there someplace, but it's not like, you you know, we watch Sergio Leone movies or Terrence Malick movies. It's kind of like, um, we watched some stuff, but it was more, uh, um, you know, it's all kind of in there. It's like, you see all this stuff and it's in there and you go, let's try this, let's try that, you know? But, um, but no, you just mentioned Tree of Life. I even thought of that. And that's true. That does have a Tree of Life kind of feel to it. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, I, I, I've never really... You know, I love, I watch a lot of movies, watch a lot of old movies and, you know, from a very young age, it's annoying. I am kind of like a, a, a film snob, I guess. Um, <laughs> so I, I really like, you know, you go into it, especially the episodes I direct and a very clear idea of the way you, I want it to look and you do location scouts, you know, take a lot of pictures think about it you rehearse with the actors you know it's a lot of prep you know and then so by the time you get there the, the hope is that you kind of know everyone's on the same page what it's going to look like cinematically all the actors are on the same page of how the scene's going to go because so much of being on a set and what kills time is indecision you know and time is very precious when you're shooting so the further we can prepare for all these things in a weird way it leaves you more open to, to then try new things because everybody's on the same page so then you can say you know we were going to plan this but what if this happens and everybody goes oh yeah let's go over there but if no one knows what the scene is and no one knows what it looks like then you get it gets very confusing <laughs> the um okay something that my head is still wrapped around from episode seven how did he survive the poison well he I, well, what happens is, is that he's dying and then that guy, you know, I think Barry, if he would have left him in that car overnight, by the next day, he probably would have been dead. So what we said was that Ryan Madison's dad does one nice gesture. He makes a decision, which is I'm going to save this guy, but I can't live anymore. You know, I can't kill him, but I can't live. And so Barry he winds up at the hospital. Yeah, and so I thought it was very interesting that this guy catches the guy that, that he thinks is responsible for his son's death, and he's a good man, he's a doctor, and his initial thought is to drive him to the hospital, but then he stops and he's going, what the hell am I doing? He's got a gun there, and he's just really confused, you know? It's not, um, it's, you know, it's really complicated. It's this pull that I think, you know, maybe a lot of people have in them, you know, when something that awful can happen, you know, and, and again, it's trauma. So I, I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of a, a moving last act of that father. And then I think what they, you know, they just go in and pump very full of drugs, pump his stomach. And I was, that was a long, that was a long time. <laughs> I, mean, I thought he was dead right there in the right there in the dining room. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he convulses. Yeah, we did some research. It's this stuff like he convulses, and then his throat is uh, closed yeah, up. 
his throat's closed up. And what we try to do is that the throat's closed up, but he's still managing to spit everything out. And, you know, there was, there was some stuff we got that was kind of more understanding, but it was just disgusting. <laughs> and we just said, let's just get on with the story. And, you know, what episode are you submitting for Emmys? I think 306. And, and tell us why. Well, um, I think that's the one we're doing. Uh, I should ask you, is a, well, that had the big one. It's a, it's a very, it's a fun episode. It's very balanced. It has a lot of, it has this big action sec piece in it. That was a lot of fun. I think it has a lot of, to me, it, it signifies what the show does really well, which is you have real stakes, real emotion, but then it's also very funny. Um, you know, we thought about 308, but 308 is just kind of like a horror movie. It's like an existential horror film. <laughs> you know, I don't know if anybody's ever going to want to really sit through that again. But um, but I really like 308. I'm, I'm really proud of that one. So, I mean, obviously, Barry, most immediate season four, most immediate thing on your plate. What else are you working on? Is Empress of Serenity coming together? Oh, I haven't thought of that in a long time. Uh, no, I, I'm... Um, Bear, I'm just in Barry world. I just, I, I live in, in, uh, and um, this is my life. You know, I'm directing all the episodes next season. I'm writing them right now with, uh, you know, two of the writers. We're just bouncing drafts back and forth. I wake up really early in the morning and I'm trying to, you know, and you just try to work through these story problems and make sure you got something you know and today actually uh, we sent the first two episodes in to hbo so we can start the process of prepping them you know so um my job after i do this interview is to now look at the third episode of season four and to just scene by scene by scene by scene is it an eight hour day for you what's your writing process like oh i wake up I like to wake up very early um, and uh, and I meditate <laughs> and then I sit down and I make a cup of coffee and then I uh, just see what we've got. And sometimes your head, what you thought was great yesterday, you sit down the next morning and go, what the hell were we thinking, you know? And I write that and then I will, send that to Duffy Boudreau or Liz Sarnoff. Um, they read it, they kick it back to me with notes. Then I do another pass or I might say, hey, do you guys want to take a pass at this scene? I'll take a pass at this scene. And it's just, you just are grinding through it. And then I'll send it to Aida Rogers, our producer, get her thoughts. And um, I send it to our editors who have really good story. You know, they're really smart. Uh, Frankie Gutman and Ali Greer. I uh, sent it to Alec Berg, obviously, and get everybody's thoughts and then go back to the drawing board, go through it again. So yesterday morning, woke up, had my little thing, went, sat down, bring up everybody's notes, and I just started going through 401, scene by scene by scene, go through 402, scene by scene by scene, you know. D um, are, you, uh, are you hatching anything else? Like, I, like once Barry's over... I mean, we need to see the next Bill Hader HBO series. I mean, yeah, I would, I would love to, uh, 
I've, I've written a feature with Duffy Boudreaux, who's a writer on the show, um, that I love to make. Um, so that's kind of the only thing. And that, that was during the pandemic. It was writing on Barry. And then we kind of got to a place with Barry where there wasn't, you know, much work to be done. And there was still, the pandemic was still raging. So, um, you know, I had talked to him about this movie idea. So we sat down and, and worked on that for a couple of months and it was good. Can you tell us about that movie idea? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I messed up this whole interview. I meant to say, I meant to ask you, you know, at the beginning, how Barry's going to like seep into the Westworld multiverse. Oh, um, I don't know. I don't know. You know? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, maybe there'll be like a big conglomerate thing where he's yeah. in, but also through HBO Max, you know, Barry shows up in an episode of Hacks and, right. you know, yeah. and, <laughs> exactly. and Gene Smarter and like a Justice League movie. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or in, uh, yeah. Uh, Kaylee Cuoco's, um, you know, drunk. Yeah, we're, we're on the plane going, we'll take Yes. It. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Bill Hader, it is always fantastic to speak with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you, pal. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call Podcast on Deadline. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. 